How we doing, Bobcat Nation? This is episode number 19 of the Athletics Podcast. I'm Matt McAuliffe. Dan Ball is not here with me this week. His golden pipes are a little under the weather, so... Yeah, you're going to get a full episode of Matt McAuliffe. <laughs> Don't act too excited. Listen, we have a jam-packed episode. We have two women's lacrosse players this week. They're going to be giving you everything you need to know about them personally and their season ahead. But before we get into that interview, we have an action-packed week of what happened in Quinnipiac Athletics. We start off with the women's indoor track team. They competed in the David Henry Valentine Invitational this past Friday at Boston University. Among the results, Megan Curtin finished second in her section in the women's 1,000-meter run, so congrats to her. And they have a big weekend coming up. They head to New York to do battle in the MAC Championships on Saturday and Sunday this week. We move on to the women's ice hockey team now. They played in the other Battle of Whitney Avenue. The Bobcats women's team skated to a 2-2 tie with the Yale Bulldogs on Friday night. Lexi Agia and Randy Marcone both scored for the Bobcats, both scoring their third goals in as many games. Now this team is in need of two points to break a tie with Yale for the eighth spot in the ECAC. The Bobcats responded with a huge win on Saturday afternoon, 4-2, at Brown, it was a big road win. Randy Marcon, Zoe Boyd, Taylor House, and Kenzie Prater, they all scored for the Bobcats, while Abby Ives stopped 20 of 22 shots to pick up a big win. The Bobcats now are back home for their final two home games of the regular season. They face off against RPI on Friday, and then they'll be celebrating Senior Day against Union on Saturday afternoon. So make sure to come out and make some noise. It's an awesome senior class. Now for the men's hockey team, in the Battle of Whitney Avenue in the 17th Heroes Hat game, the Bobcats blanked the Yale Bulldogs. The Bulldogs put zero goals on the board, and the Bobcats got the win in front of their home fans Friday night. Nick Germain, William Falstrom, Luke Shiplow, and Michael Lombardi all scored, while Andrew Shortridge, yeah, he's super good at goalie, picked up his fourth shutout of the season. Odin Tufto extended a personal point streak to three games with an assist, while Captain Chase Prisky, hashtag Chase the Hobie, extended his streak to five games. Coming off a high against Yale, the Bobcats fell to Brown the next night at home by a score of 4-1. to Brogan Rafferty had the lone goal on the power play. Now, we check in with senior captain Chase Prisky, who was named a finalist for the Senior Class Award. Now, if you go back to our original interview with Chase He was first nominated for this award, and now he is a finalist, so hopefully we can catch up with him soon. Prisky is one of 10 NCAA men's ice hockey student-athletes selected as a finalist for the award. Now the Bobcats check in at number 6 in the USCHO poll this week and number 5 in the USA Today poll. So this men's ice hockey team is again top 10 in the country for another week. Now we check in with the pairwise rankings. They're also number 5. That means if the national tournament started today, they'd be five on that list. The Bobcats are on the road again. Now, just because I'm alone doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing that. Come on. They will be on the road again to play two ECAC games this weekend, visiting Union on Friday and then traveling to RPI the next night. Going from the ice to the hard wood, the women's basketball team started their weekend with a 62-42 win over the Niagara Purple Eagles at home Thursday night. 
Paige Warfel, she set a career high in points with 15 along with 12 boards. For those of you keeping track at home, yes, that is a double-double. Senior Paula Stratmanet added to Warfel's performance with 13 points and 8 boards herself. The team finished up their weekend with a 68-51 win on Lender Court on Saturday afternoon. Paige Warfel again led the Bobcats in scoring with 18 points, while Paula had 14 of her own. Now the Bobcats are on the road again this weekend, kicking things off at Manhattan College on Friday night before heading to Fairfield for a 2 p.m. tip-off on Sunday afternoon. We go from the women's side of the court to the men's side of the court. Cameron Young, he knocked down game-winning free throws with just seconds remaining in the game as the Bobcats picked up a huge road win against Iona, and that's a conference win as well. They won that game 66-65. to the win is the Bobcats' first ever at the Heinz Center as they improved to 4-7 and seven all-time against Iona. Now, Iona are former MAC champions, so also added to how big this win was. Cameron Young led the way with 18 points, while Jacob Ragoni had 16 of his own. Then the team returned to Hamden on Tuesday night and picked up another win in MAC play, a 98-88 win in overtime over Ryder. Now, this game was special because Cameron Young, he had 25 points, Tyrese Williams has 23, but this game was special because Tyrese Williams hit a three-pointer with 13 seconds left in regulation. And then Jacob Ragoni, after a missed couple free throws by Ryder, comes down the court, gets fouled behind the arc, and makes all free three throws with less than two seconds left to force the overtime. The clutch free throws from Ragoni forced the overtime period where the Bobcats outscored Ryder 17-7, and they get the 10-point win. Men's basketball finishes up their homestand on Friday night against Marist at 8 p.m., and they'll be headed to Siena Sunday afternoon before returning home for a game against Iona. We now move from the basketball court to the tennis court. Patrick Cacciapero and Helky Moore helped the Bobcats earn a win in doubles action, but Quinnipiac men's tennis fell 5-0 on Saturday night for St. John's at the National Tennis Center. Both the men's and women's tennis teams are active this weekend as they head to New York for matches against Niagara on Saturday and the University of Buffalo on Sunday. We're now starting to move into the spring sports even more now. We now have an update from the Acro and Tumbling team. The acrobatics and tumbling team kicks off their season this Sunday with a meet against the University of Oregon at the People's United Center. Now, if you have no idea what this sport is or what this sport is about, get to the People's United Center and watch this match because it is going to be electric. There's flipping, there's tumbling, there's bodies getting thrown in the air. It's such a cool, cool sport to watch if you have no idea about the sport. Learning this sport was so much fun for me last year, so get out and support because it's so cool to watch all of the synchronization and athletic ability from that team. We're moving on to the softball diamond now. The softball team gets their season underway this weekend at the Mandarina Beach Invitational in Florida. They play Holy Cross in South Dakota, following which they'll play Central Arkansas and Akron on Saturday. And they will close the weekend against Ball State on Sunday. So a lot of softball action. They will be down in the warmer weather where I wish I was going. So best of luck to softball this weekend down in Florida. We now move to the baseball diamond, where the baseball team is also starting their season this weekend with a series on the road Saturday and Sunday versus the University of North Carolina Greensboro. Liam Scaffarello was recently nominated as the MAC Player of the Year, which is a huge honor for him, while the Bobcats team was picked to finish fourth in the conference, which is a good start for those boys. So best of luck to them. And we move on 
to the lacrosse field now to wrap up our rundown. Men's lacrosse dropped a hard-fought season opener on Saturday against UMass Lowell by a score of 12-10. to Jake Tomzik and Will Abbott both recorded five points for the Bobcats in the loss. The Bobcats scored four straight goals over a six-minute time frame in the fourth quarter, which capped off an Abbott goal with five minutes and three seconds left in regulation to make it 11-10. But it ended up being a final score of 12-10. to But for his efforts, Will Abbott's efforts, he was tabbed as the Mac Rookie of the Week. The Bobcats continued their road swing to begin the season, visiting Brown for a Saturday game at 1 p.m. And now finally on our rundown, we have women's across. They are last on our rundown because we are focusing on them. We had an interview with two of their players, Megan Swazlowski and Alyssa Quivelli. They talked to me all about what the season has in store for them, and I got to know a little uh, personal information about them. And In fact, one of them might be a uh, black belt, so... Definitely listen in for that. Now, for the team overall, the women's lacrosse team won an absolute nail-biter on Sunday to begin their season, beating Stenson down in Florida. Again, would love to be there. They won that game by a score of 14-13. to Senior Allison Kuhn tied a career high with five goals in the game, including a game winner in the double overtime period. Junior transfer and reoccurring guest Megan Swizlowski had a hat-trick on her Bobcat debut. The lacrosse team makes their home debut this coming Saturday at 12 p.m. as they take on the Brown Bears at the Quinnipiac Lacrosse Stadium. So, here we go. It is the two women's lacrosse players that we focused on. Such an exciting interview. So, let's hear from these two ladies as it was an awesome interview. Here we go. And here we are for episode 18 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Matt McAuliffe. I'm doing this interview alone. I'm flying solo. No damn ball. And with me, I have two women's lacrosse players, Alyssa Quivelli and Megan Swizlowski. Girls, welcome. So, let's start off with, obviously, last game. Down in Florida. I know it's kind of a bummer you're back in the cold weather, but it's a double OT win. So, take me through that game, how exciting it was, what was the energy, especially as the first game of the season. For me, it was my first game uh, in a Bobcat uniform, so... Hat trick's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be able to play down in Florida... Um, and get that double OT win was just an unbelievable feeling because um, I can't imagine if we had lost and had to wait del- on our delayed flight for six hours in the airport. It would have sucked. Um, oh, I didn't know that. But I yeah, know the we got, we got back at 530 this morning. It's <laughs> oh fine. Oh, my God. Um, it's been a long night. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was a it was a it not an easy win. We definitely didn't play our best, but – a win's a win, and we came out on top, which was really fun. Yeah. So we are recording this on Monday. So as they just said, they got back at 5.30 in the morning from their game down in Florida. And like you said, big win, double OT win. So what did the leadership, like the seniors, say to you guys on what that win meant? I think that everybody just was so optimistic because last year we started off with a loss. And this year starting off with a win is really huge for us to go into the season super positive and we did it all together and it was just a crazy win so Alyssa, you're now i'm gonna get get a little personal with you two guys (laughs) your sister plays lacrosse at manhattan yes she does (laughs) which is a mac school which you guys are going to play each other twice this year so is there a bit of a rivalry is there a split in the house does your mom cheer for you dad cheer for your sister (laughs) well actually we played them last year and we got the dubs okay yeah yeah but um, they have shirts now that are half Quinnipiac, half Manhattan. Okay, they're split. Yeah. yeah, so they cheer for both. But this year is an interesting game because it's her senior game at Manhattan. Right. And we're playing them on her birthday. Wow. So <laughs> she really wants to win. 
but I don't I don't think that'll yeah. happen. I think we got this one. So what's that senior day photo gonna be like? Are you gonna have to like jog Super over? Awkward. Yeah, I'm jog gonna be, over. I'm gonna be like, the... see you later, guys. I'll be back in five minutes. Take my pictures and then I'll be back and wow. ready to go. Okay. And you are also a second degree black belt. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I have to I have to get into this because well, I do we do research on all of our guests before we head into the interview. And I saw that and I said, I've never had a guest that could probably take me down in seven <laughs> seconds. Well, I've been doing karate since I was four. So it's been a long time. And I, um, I did it with my sisters. So my older sister is actually a third degree black belt. So that's this, pretty cool too. And this then is my, the one who played for Manhattan? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, it's crazy. And then my younger sister's uh, first degree black belt. So it <laughs> runs in the family. <laughs> when was the last time you did karate? When I was home from break. Wow. Okay. So yeah. you still actively do? Yeah, I teach now. So I'll teach um, three and four year olds. We kind of like get them into like play games with them, teach them um, discipline, teach them manners, like listening skills yeah. to go into kindergarten. And then I also teach like the white, yellow, orange belt classes, which is the beginners. Right. Teaching them like basics, how to protect yourself, that type of thing. So you start like in karate, like this is a whole new world for me. <laughs> so like in karate, you start low, mm -hmm. you learn defense, and then you learn cool stuff uh, <laughs> afterwards. Right. Yeah. So it, it so obviously karate is defense first, and then a attack. Mm -hmm. could, could I say? Yeah. You could, could say, say attack. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And did you start? Who started you on the karate ground? Well, this karate school that I um, have been a part of for this many years um it was actually a friend of ours like a family friend so they kind of got us into it first few classes were free um and then when we were younger it was fun we played a lot of games so like i really got into it and then i just kept going with it because i was with my sister we had classes together so it was fun you make friends it was like i'd go from dance class to karate class all throughout <laughs> like elementary school yeah. but then i just i loved it i kept i would go to tournaments i would compete we'd like fight with you fight against other people at other schools. You would do different forms, win like trophies. So just the whole thing I thought was really cool, and I just wanted to keep it in my life. Yeah, for sure. And what made you want to go from karate to lacrosse? Also, my sister. Okay. She, yeah. um, she started in fourth grade lacrosse, so I did the same thing. But um, yeah, I did tennis, I did soccer, dance, all that stuff. But lacrosse and karate ended up being my two main things I want to keep going on. Nice. Now, Megan, I'm going to switch to you. You are a transfer now. So you both you both have pretty cool stories. <laughs> One does karate. Another is a transfer. You transfer from CCSU, which isn't far away. Mm -hmm. So why did you transfer, and what was that transition like? Um, I transferred because um, I wanted to push myself more academically and athletically, um, and I knew Quinnipiac would be a great fit for me. Um, the transition, I would say, was probably a lot smoother than I expected it to be which was awesome um there's definitely things that you have to get used to that like coaching styles uh meeting 30 new girls and um being a junior isn't easy uh to transfer in as so that was definitely the hardest part but besides that it was pretty easy I would say yeah I'm sure credits wise and yeah. then class wise and what are you majoring in now um criminal justice okay yeah see that it's it's not the yeah. easiest to transfer no. credits over and start to get involved with a new um class and campus and everything mm -hmm. so like we mentioned earlier you had a hat trick in the first game of the season but in your seven games with ccsu you had 16 goals and four assists mm -hmm. so you are an attack 
what are the plans for this year? You say you want to push yourself at the Division One level. What are your plans and what's your strategy this year? Um, my plans for this year is to really see um, a lot of people, a lot of different people step up. Um, one of our goals as a team um, is to get seven players, more than seven players, over 30 points. Um, and to have like a not very scoutable offense. We want everyone to con- contribute uh, to make it. I don't know, easier for us to win if everyone contributes yeah, if everyone then. Contribute. Because if you have a one-dimensional offense, mm-hmm. I think we, we also had Mason Poley, the men's lacrosse coach, say the same thing. He'd rather have 10 guys score 10 points than have one guy score 100 mm-hmm. so that your offense isn't one-dimensional. Exactly. So this is a question for the both of you. We'll start with Megan. How would you describe your style of play in lacrosse? Um, I would say I'm definitely creative. I like to throw behind the backs, between the legs, um, I definitely like to work on my six skills. That's definitely one of my my uh, positive plays, I guess. Nice. So, Alyssa, how would you describe your defenseman? So you're on the yeah. other side of the ball. How would you describe your style of play? Um, I'd like to just – I've always been a very, um, like, defensive person in general, like, with karate, like, trying to, like, defend myself in that type of way. Yeah. But I just like to – just the fact that nobody can get past me is, like, what I like about defense. Um the ball's coming at me like my goal is to just do whatever I can to make sure that it doesn't have to go as far as to the goalie to make her have to make a save so I just like that whole part of it and just being able to be big and like be aggressive and like get a ball down so that way my team can go down and score it's just really fun for me right and that's a part of the game that I'm even trying to adjust to Mm because the field is kind of split into thirds Mm -hmm. because you have a defensive third and offensive third and then there's a middle one I'm still trying to adjust, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And so question for both of you as well. Where do you see this team going this year? Is a MAC championship in sight? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah? For us, um, last year it was difficult seeing our team fall short when we had a lot of potential, losing by like one or two goals yes. to these really important games that we needed. Um, but this year I definitely see a change in attitude, a change in um, fitness level, a change in just um, positivity that I didn't see last year. So I'm really excited because I do feel like we have like a really, really good chance of being in the tournament, first of all. And then being able to actually win it, I think, is definitely in our future. All right. And Megan, you kind of got an outside look at it mm-hmm. from CCSU and now coming in. So... Is Alyssa right? Does this team have what it takes? For sure. I mean, obviously we have some work to do, but, um, you know, just the attitude and how much everyone bonds with each other. We definitely have connections that uh, I think most teams don't have, which is super awesome, and I definitely think we have a great chance at the MAC, which is exciting. Awesome. So now we ask all of our guests the same three questions. These are the tricky questions, the get-to-know-you questions. Every guest we've had from top to bottom of all 18 episodes that we've done, we ask these three questions, and these are the fun ones. So the first one is, if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Julian Edelman, because he is my favorite (laughs) NFL player, favorite athlete ever. Um, I don't know. He just inspires me every day. Yes. Do you like the new shave, too? He shaved his beard. I like it, too. I think he looks like a a stud without the beard. Yes. Yeah, and all odds were against him when he started, so I like his story too, which is cool. Nice. Same yeah. question for you. 
Okay, well, mine's not sports related. I would have to say Carrie Underwood because she's beautiful and I, I'm obsessed with her. And I love all of her songs and I just want to meet her before I die. That's it. All right. <laughs> I, I think my favorite song from her, and it's kind of like a low key Blown Away. Do you remember that I one? I love that song. I, love I that saw one. her in concert for that tour, the Blown Away tour. Okay, How long amazing. ago was that? 2011. Yeah, I feel like that was like what? a, yeah, that was like a while ago. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm a fan. Nice. I know these things. <laughs> now, the second question that we always ask is if you could live anywhere besides Hampton, Connecticut, because obviously that would be our first choice, where would you live and why? I'd probably want to live in Italy somewhere just because my dad's whole side of the family is from there. I just love the food, first of all, and just the culture and everything. And it's just such a beautiful place. Like, I would always want to visit. So I guess I'd want to live there if I had to go anywhere. Well, yeah, we've had, a, we've had a few Rome. We've had Rome. We've had Sicily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywhere, honestly, in Italy. I feel like it'd all be right. really nice. All right. I'm going to go with Alaska because nobody lives there and I want to be... Uh, in a less populated area. Alaska. Where I, where I don't have to worry about anything. Don't have cell service or anything. <laughs> Do you watch the show Life yes. Below Zero? Yes, that is perfect Do you actually? Yeah. I love that show too. too. That's why I want to move there. <laughs> Who's your favorite character on the show? Sue. Has to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I just, I don't know. It's my lifestyle. I need to live there. I'm, I'm going to be there before <laughs> I die. That's crazy. So you want no cell service, nothing? No, yeah. No human contact? Yeah. I think it's gotten out of hand. You can come with me. All right, we're going to Alaska. All right, guess we're going to Alaska. Okay, because I I don't know. I've heard a saying. I've heard a saying. When you live in Alaska, you're either born there or running from something. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we're definitely running. So the last question that we asked. This is the fun one. I love to have good debates about this one. If you were on death row and it was your last meal, what would you have? Dinner, drink, and dessert. Steak. A hundred percent steak. What? Steak with mashed potatoes. See, I would do baked over mashed, but okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. I'm changing my answer. You would do baked? Baked potato with I mean, the load of baked potato. Right. Like you, bacon, cheese, sour yes. cream, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. do fries if you wanted to, but I feel no, like, yeah. definitely not. Definitely the loaded baked potato. All right, what kind of steak? We've had T-bone, we've had filet, we've had, we've had a lot of steaks. Filet. Yeah. I'm, definitely yep. filet. How do you cook it? Medium rare. Bingo. Oh, nice. Now your drink? Pib. Do you know what Pib is? All right. So next time you do you know do you know Dr Pepper? Yeah. It's like basically Dr Pepper, but it's better. What's the logo look like? Have I seen? It's it's red. It just says Pib in like orange. Is there like a little smiley in the logo too, or no? You, it's not like sold in bottles anywhere. It's only at Chipotle for some. And we go to Chipotle probably to five times out of the seven days a week. So I went, uh, we I, get it every day. I went last night, so yeah. uh, there we go. We'll probably go Pib. today. Yeah. God. It's great. All right, I'm gonna have to look into Pib and your dessert. Ice cream, coffee, ice cream. Okay. It's my favorite. Straight up, no toppings. You can have anything. Like this is your last. No, I'm not a toppings girl with my ice cream. To okay. be honest. All right. I like the plain stuff. But yeah, definitely coffee ice cream. My right. favorite. Um, my last meal would definitely be wings, spicy wings with blue cheese, pib oh. on the side. If you said course. ranch, I would have got so mad. No, I hate I ranch. Can. I, hate I ranch. can't with ranch. Blue cheese all yeah. the way. Blue yeah, cheese. Yeah. Um, pib on the side for sure. And <laughs> this, this is crazy. Both of you. I'm last s- drink ever, you would have the soda. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Wow. This is, yeah, definitely the last thing. I'm going next time. Nice. I'll tweet it out. <laughs> I'll tweet well, it out when I have it. All right, that's we, fair. We that's fair. Go to that's fair. Trip. 
And my dessert, um, probably something Oreos with, like, peanut butter covered in them. I don't know. I'm a very, like, chocolatey. Now, is it ice cream or is it? Have you no, had... just like a uh, Oreo covered in peanut butter. Well, there are peanut butter Oreos. I like my Oreos same. covered in. I don't know. I like to dip them in peanut butter. Okay, well, that's all right. Like in the movie uh, Parent Trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Where they realize that they're twins when they both like to dip their okay. Oreos. In yeah, peanut and butter. they try and get their Maybe their parents together. To me. Okay, that was your. That would be it. That would be the last yep. dessert. Yep. All right. Dude, this soda is still going to drive me nuts. I don't, <laughs> you have I don't, to try it. I don't get it's it. so good. Well, thank you guys. I've had a blast. This was an uh, awesome interview. And uh, best of luck this season because we'll, be uh, we'll be watching every game and keeping track of every game. Thank you, thank so you for, for having, having us. us. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you so much to Megan Swazlowski and Alyssa Quivelli again. Such an awesome interview. We had a lot of laughs. I definitely had fun with it, so I hope they did too. Now, for you Folks who are listening, thank you so much for listening. And make sure to check out all the things that you need. Rosters, tickets, schedules on QuinnipiacBobcats.com. And of course, make sure to follow the Quinnipiac Athletics on social media. That's at QUAthletics on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow all updates from the women's lacrosse team, the team that we highlighted in this episode, that is at QU underscore WLAX for that team's social media and make sure it's to subscribe to our podcast leave us a review on itunes we would really appreciate that and thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.